TTB Music Podcast. Where you get the feedback of the, the uh, headphones, the, the, the kind of thing playing back. It's so loud. It's playing back to the headphones. Yeah. Which thing? Oh, the thing thing. The, the thing thing. The thing, thing that was just singing. Yeah. Right, okay. That's been, that's been smoothly. Yeah. You'll get good at this. Yeah, it's only been five, six years, and it's yeah, still yeah. kind of. It still sounds amateur. It's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Happy New Year, everybody. We're back. Uh, and we're back with. Only three albums in this podcast, partly because, as per usual for our first one of the new year, we're also going to be looking at the BBC Sounds of 2016 um, list, uh, including the top five, but unlike previous years, we're not going to run through each one and do more of a kind of, did anybody stand out or not stand out for us individually, as it may happen. Uh, then we're going to do uh, three albums, Heinz, Leave Me Alone, Savages Adore Life and David Bowie Black Star. Um, at which point we'll obviously get to the his dead bit. Spoiler alert. That was, that was a loving tribute. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's start let's start on a positive note. Uh, the BBC sounds of uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, as regular listeners I'm sure are aware, this is the BBC's annual poll of um, a collection of music critics and industry figures um, to identify new talent, uh, promising, exciting new talent, or at least that's what supposedly the claim was. Uh, started back in 2003, uh, when Fiddy won. Fiddy really? Cent, yeah. Huh. Beating out Electric Six, Yeah Yeahs, The Thrills, and Dizzy Rascal, that's of all things. That wasn't a bad top five. That's no, not a bad top five, is yeah. it? Yeah. One of, the, one of the better top fives, it yeah. has to be said, if you look back over the uh, years. I've actually heard of all of them, yeah. as, as my dad would say. <laughs> Other past winners clearly have been Adele, Ellie yeah. Goulding, Jesse J, as well as Keane and The Bravery. Wow. Uh, and didn't we wouldn't see them live. Yeah, it was an accident if we did. Yes, uh, <laughs> as in Depeche Mode Sport Act, I believe. Yeah. Wembley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure everyone out there has... Uh, still got their bravery albums. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing has suffered uh, over the years from uh, accusation that it's heavily weighed in favour of mainstream performers and artists who have already sort of broken through uh, or have a brand new album coming out yeah. kind of imminently. Um, we should get on to that in a moment. Uh, so, uh, for the just. For those who want to know, the top five were Joint Five Western and Mura Nasa, uh, Four Blossoms, Three Neo, Two Alicia Cara, and Number One Jack Garrett. Uh, and there were nine other acts as well. So, amongst the top five that were a top six, yeah, or, or elsewhere, did anybody capture capture your imagination? Make you interested in hearing anything by them ever again, or say something positive. Say something positive. Uh, no. <laughs> um, it's kind of to, underwhelming, where isn't it? To begin with this lot. Um, welcome to 2016, folks. Um, what a rubbish month this has been <laughs> for a music fan. Um, more on that later. I, I, 
I'm, re I'm, re I'm sort of plucking the straws here. Um, um, Mura Nessa, yeah, and great vocalist, really, you know, very, very listen to the ball. Um, Blossoms, there was a kind of 80s thing going on. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> which I, I didn't mind actually. Um, I actually thought, oh, this is quite, quite enjoyable, I could listen to an album of this, and I'm sure you'll make me do that at some point. Uh, um, well, I don't know, because okay, well, I was, but I was kind of thinking, ah, modern day Tis for Fears, yeah, yes. Definitely, that's sort of ding, 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 but, ding, but but ding, but but obviously ding, ding. Uh, that is kind of an insult to Fears a bit, yes. um, and also as I mentioned before we went, went live, um, also I have a feeling they're a bit like 1975 in the fact that they clearly have something about them, yeah, but whether or not it's enough to kind of make them rise Same. above the kind of parapet is another kind of absolutely. Question. Although, although uh, I think the, the song "At Most a Kiss" is quite catchy, and I have hummed a few times today. Good, good. Um, yes. And at uh, least they're a band. And they are a band. There was, which, which is nice. Yeah, there's a lack of bands. There's been a the lack list. of bands in this list for quite some time, and in fact, there's a lack of a lack of new bands, as we say, practically every every year. Um, and then we get to Jack Garrett. Yes, we get to Jack Garrett. It seems a little unfair, considering he was all over our television screens not that long ago. Um, yeah, this goes back pretty much to what I was saying about the, uh, yeah. you know, the, the. I mean, I actually should say that I did send you an email, didn't I? At this, when the, <laughs> when, when the when the li when the list was uh, came out came out at the start the start of the year, and the top five was about first act of the top five was yeah. about to be announced, and I said, that, well, clearly we'll do this as per usual, and it will be. Obviously, winner Jack Garrett plus whichever four of the acts they've, they've chosen. <laughs> you did uh, for that very reason. That's it. Yes. Uh, Joe Wiley and the uh, Radio One, Radio yeah. Two, Six Music DJs uh, uh, have been fawning all yeah, over Jack Garrett sickening. for uh, right. six nine months or so. So, and he's obviously a very very talented bloke. Can play Clearly. can play all his instruments. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's a clear mixture of kind of musical influences going on there. That obviously yeah. you've had that whole disclosure thing yeah. clearly going on on some of the some of the tracks. Uh, Chemical, particularly, yeah. I thought of that. Obviously, hints of Jamie Rune and James um, Blake as well. Mm -hmm. Previous people that have been on this list. Um, I think the song "Weathered" kind of slightly more interesting track. There seems yeah. to be more going on musically in in that. But I remember thinking when I saw clips of him live at, at Glastonbury. That kind of classic thing when he's there with his little, his little, computer, yeah, his little computer, computer yeah, and his little yeah. keyboard and his guitar, and yeah. and it was that kind of thinking. Just because you can do everything yourself, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean you should do everything yourself. Yeah, um, I quite, um, I quite, I, I quite admire the talent. Obviously, oh, absolutely, yes. You know, to be able to do that, to be able to play one instrument well, is is genius. <laughs> to play several all at the same time is is just awesome. Um, so you know, deserve, deserves deserves applauded, deserves um, the success. I'm just not sure he deserves the, to win this list because it seems a little bit unfair. Uh, yeah, and compared to some of the other pins, and, and yeah. the slightly disappointing thing about this whole list for me was there was not nobody that really sounded different yeah. in any way. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad bad way, bad way. I mean some of the stuff was all right. I mean you've got. If you just take the top five, you've got have a, a young lady Nao, yeah, um, 
very much hints of kind of Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, Prince going, going on. Really nice kind of smooth R&B tunes territory. Not really my kind of go-to everyday kind of listening. But, you know, I thought Inhale, Exhale track, really nice. Yes. Good, 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 so- good song. Interestingly, she appears also on Mura Nasa's yes. um, stuff yeah, as a guest singer. Similarly, Elisa Cara, who's a Canadian 19-year-old. Um, I like the fact that here does what uh, Portishead and yes. Tricky have Tricky. done before, b- before yeah. which is sampling Isaac Hayes's yeah. Rap 2 as the main musical theme. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of her stuff seemed to fall into that kind of Amy Winehouse, Mark Ronson type sound that has been quite prevalent over the last couple of, couple of years. And there are a couple of other artists in the list, and Izzy Bizu and uh, Dua Lipa, who also sounded a bit like that to me Right. Um, in the wider list. Outside of the top five, equally, Billy Martin and, and Francis, who are both in that kind of acoustic-y... Um, Probably early Ellie Goulding type not sound. Had, that actually, that was missing from the top five because that's been a consistent um, yeah. staple of the top five for the last few years. Is that where, okay? Where's the big acoustic one? Um, I've not had it. No, and I also thought uh, uh, that uh, a change. I would have had Section Boys in place of Western as the as the kind of right the, the rap. rap the rap yeah number in the uh, top five as well. I thought they were slightly more interesting and Rap yeah. Boy, which is quite funny. It was kind of like a Jamie T meets the streets kind of cheeky chappy cool. bunk rap thing. So that sounds more interesting already, the way you've just yeah. described it. Uh, again, not very original, but no, early, but quite fun. I didn't uh, think I didn't think Western were that original either, to be honest. No, uh, I didn't think they were that good particularly. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll, we'll squeeze them in on number six. Yeah, yeah. It's joint number five, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so... I, I, like you, I mean, my overall impression was that I was fairly underwhelmed by the the whole list, never mind the, the eventual top five, six this year. And I thought it was one of the weakest lists we've had. Yeah. And certainly the least interesting musically lists so, we've had. So everyone's going to be a success? Uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they're all going to be absolutely huge and yeah. we're going to be, we're going to be really, really, really annoyed. Yeah. Uh, or perhaps not. <laughs> um, so... Let's get on to some new music, proper new music, and uh, a right, four-piece all-girl band from uh, Madrid, of all places. Oh, really? Right, uh, called Heinz. Yeah. That's H-I-N-D-S, as opposed to Heinz, the baked beans. <laughs> uh, and, that. Yeah, and the album is called uh, Leave Me Alone, it's a debut album, and the question is, should we leave it alone? <laughs> <laughs> Say something positive. Say something positive. Uh, I was going to say, oh yes. Um, no, uh, this album strongly reminded me of Always. Do you remember uh, that? It, it, I wouldn't say it's strongly, but the, I, I, I have written in my notes. Yeah. Or, or always, but without the songs. Yeah, yeah. Not the impact isn't there. Um, so let's not review a band we've already done and, and, and talk nice things about them. Um, I, I, I listened to this album a couple of times and um, it was a perfectly fine record, but no, didn't have didn't have an impact on me at all. Just no. Sort of, sort of faded into the background. Yeah, fading in the background is a very good, yeah. very, very good um, description of the way I felt about it as well. Because um, 
it, it just washed over me. I think I, I listened to it four times, including one final listen today. Uh, I realised that whilst I was listening to it, I had totally drifted off and started thinking about something totally unrelated. Unre- unrela- <laughs> yeah. And then I came back in and it, to it, to zone back in at yeah. one point. And it ended. And I thought, okay, I've now listened to this four times. And I thought, thinking, right. I can't, I couldn't hum no. a single note of it. I couldn't tell you a single line from it lyrically. And it just, yeah. It, the thing about the Always album was that had that same kind of lo-fi, early list fair kind of um, vibe to it. But there were hooks, there were songs mm. there to kind of like just grab you and pull you, pull you in. Yeah, whereas I'm this still, sounded I'm, I'm a still, bit... I'm humming Marry Me Archie right yeah. now in my head. Right? Whereas this just seemed to lack yeah. that. I mean, there, there was definitely some fun there. I like I the kind yeah. of almost haphazard vocal style yeah. where they're all kind of, seem, sort of almost, almost single over top of each yeah, other at some points. It sort of flow, throws together and, and, and it, you know, it, had a, it had a pop jingly jangly sound yeah. running through it, which was, which was not unpleasant. But overall, it just I was just thinking... This isn't going to be anywhere in my uh, end of year lists. No. no, um, not, no. Well, unless this is a really, really, oh, really bad year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you get to the end of the year and that is anywhere in my top 20, Something's you know that it's been a really, 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 really year. dreadful year for music. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on. And, and And it's actually sticking with ladies. Yeah. Uh, another all. What was it with this podcast? Yeah, another all. Girl band, four yep. piece this time from London, although their lead singer is from London via Paris. Um, and Savages, this is the second album from them. Uh, they were on the 2013 uh, Sounds of 2000 long list, funny enough. No way. Which featured uh, Laura Mvula, Churches, yeah. and then Haim. And Haim. That was a very good. Yeah, that was a very top good five. Year. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. So it's understandable why they possibly didn't make it into that. The first album, uh, Silence Yourself, was a huge, huge critical success. Uh, and, I, and I have to say, I bought it on the basis of the hype without actually actually hearing any of it. Um, and then didn't rate it at all. Yeah. Um, it sounded just very much like a kind of second-rate Susie and the Banshees album to me with nods at Joy Division here and there. And I had a inkling at that particular point that they were very much going to be a kind of one-trick pony type band. Um, so I was quite pleased to discover on playing Adore Life for the first time um, that this was immediately a more interesting record musically than uh, the, the first record for me. Um, obviously there's still a lot of Susie and the Banshees going on, but there's also hints of kind of Patti Smith, The Smiths, uh, Nick Cave, PJ Harvey going on as well and that very much early 80s British indie vibe is mm. very much to the fore very much new wave yeah, yeah. Um, but they seem to kind of own it better on this record than, than I thought they did on the first album and the collection of songs on this record which is very much a uh, collection of kind of dark brooding love songs really kind of theme that kind of goes through the album uh, overall is uh, pretty good so I kind of, it starts off with the answer which is basically a kind of bounding kind of in your face kind of riff that's just repeated over and over and over and over and over and over and over to the point of tedium yeah but actually it surprisingly works quite well particularly on um multiple listens i quite quite like it and throughout the album i had this feeling where i kind of really liked one track 
was kind of indifferent to a track. Really liked one track. It was yeah. indifferent to a track. Yeah. Uh, and kind of went all the way through the album. So I thought the answer, Sad Person, um, the kind of title track, although it isn't, because the album's called Adore Life, um, and the song on the album's called Adore, but I think Adore, the actual track, I think is the standout song on the record for me. I think it's a great, great track, which includes having, bizarrely, a little bit of Smithsy type vibe sprinkled through it. Um, and also, I think it's um, I Need Something New and When In Love as well, which are also in the middle of their album, which I think are really kind of strong tunes that, again, seem to deliver the perfect mix between the kind of let's play something loud and kind of mm. in your face with her kind of... The, I said, it's, it is very kind of Susie... Very. ...vocal style and kind of tone to her voice. So I, I, I quite like this record, and I, I think it is an album that will actually improve... My opinion of it will improve with continued listen, li, listens. So again, whilst it probably uh, might not be high up in my end of year, year, year lists, it is something that um, I probably will listen to again. Oh, cool. I have to agree um, with practically everything you said. Um, I actually thought it was an album where I would differ. I actually thought it was an album that improved the longer it went on. Um, okay. um, I actually thought, thought by, by the sort of mid of the second half, yeah. so, as it were, I was, I was really enjoying this record. Um, and uh, I, I, I thought it built up um, as, as, as it went over. I don't know if there's a theme to this, just looking down at the notes here. Uh, it talks about love, love is the answer. And uh, you know that for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and, and obviously. Unlike, unlike you to get the Todd Rungling references in before me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's for me it, it, that sort of that sort of theme builds across the record, eh? and that's what keeps it really interesting. Um, so, so vocally, yes, I like. Um, there's enough to keep you interested. Yes, you do find that every other track sort of alternates between really liking and oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. So thriller and then filler. Um, really enjoyed the last track as well. Actually, the sort of big. Sort of sweeping ballady one. Um, yes. Mechanic. Yes. It's a really lovely song. Yeah, really lovely song. Really nice way to close out the album as well. So, so obviously, um, yes, this this could get me in my top twenty, I suppose. So I'm in a similar position to you. I will listen to this one again. Okie dokie. <clears throat> so that's the that's the filler done. That's the filler. Here comes the thriller. Yeah. Mm. And the uh, the. 25th and now sadly final um, solo album from uh, David Bowie um, I'm nice. sure most of our listeners will be, be aware the album came out on his uh, on his birthday on the 8th of, 8th of Jan and then unfortunately he died a couple of days later um, on the Monday and the album has now gone to number one obviously in various places including including America their first number one album in America which is again sad that he had to yeah. die to uh, yeah. to, achi to achieve that yeah. um, the question is do you think the album would have deserved to reach that point regardless of him dying or not Pete thanks thanks for setting me on like that cheers yeah I really appreciate that uh, <laughs> um, okay let's let's just talk about the album first and foremost yeah um I'm not sure this is a number one record. Obviously, it is now everywhere. Yes, um, it is. but I do think this is a damn fine record, and it's a real grower 
as well. Mm. I have to say, when I first played it, um, I was perhaps a little bit more sceptical. I thought, ah, ah, he's pushed off into avant-garde <laughs> experimental territory again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so I, I, it does make me wonder, is this the closest we're ever going to get now to that, that long-mooted sequel to Outside? <laughs> yeah, I, I, quite possibly. yes, quite almost certainly, I it's, think. It's definitely one of his more interesting albums. Um, and when you sort of put it alongside, as everyone has now done, but, but one could argue you could have done this anyway, um, the previous record, The Next Day, you, get, you really do get a span of his entire career. You have the sort of very retrospective The Next Day, and then you have this, which is very much going forward. Yes. Um, Sue, or A Season of Crime, we've heard before, because it was on the uh, the Greatest Hits compilation last year. Yeah, well, that and... Nicely uh, seeded. <laughs> well, well, that and uh, Tis a Pity she, she Was a Whore, yes. which, was, which was the B-side of the, oh. of the, Sue, the Sue single as well. Yeah, so yeah. they're both in di both different versions, it has to be said. Very different versions very, to, yeah. to the versions that appear on Selm. Yeah, yeah, very different versions. But um, uh, so, so we've already had a taste of it as well. But I think, I think the standout... For, um, for 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 most people, um, on his 69th birthday, and 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 thereafter, but let's focus on the the, the there and then, um, was Lazarus, mm. um, which is you know a very um, shocking, sort of unnerving um, record, and even more so now. Yeah, um, and uh, and and again, just classic classic Bowie. Just when you think he's doing an experimental album, that again, a bit like Outside, he closes with a slice of middle-of-the-road 80s Bowie, you know. Yes. Um, I, with the I Can't Give Everything Away, which, again, now has another meaning. But, um, you know, and just, just when you don't think you know where you are, um, he, he, he delivers a, real, a really good send-off in terms of the album. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that totally. I mean, I, I, I really, really like this record. I mean, I'm... Yeah. And I'm um, I'm partly pleased that I actually on January the ninth tweeted that uh, how much I was enjoy enjoying the, enjoying the record, so mm. that I probably got the yes, I'm enjoying this record before mm. he died in. Before so so, that, so it wasn't just kind of jumping on a bandwagon yeah. going yes, I really I really like this record now because it's his final record. Yeah. Um, but I did have a slightly similar experience to you. The fir first I listened to it the day it came out, and I was kind of hmm, don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the following day, I, I was had to do. Um, I was trying to finish off a piece of freelance writing that I was doing, so I had so I literally had the album on loop yeah. for three hours. Yeah. Obviously, it's a forty-minute album, so yeah. <clears throat> got through a few lists, quite a few listens of it. And I think by kind of the third 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 listen, I was just thinking, this is great. Yeah. This is just a real grower. Yes. The, yeah. this, this is just. Marvelous, and thinking yeah. actually, some of this is really, really catchy. Yeah, yeah. Because um, at first you're thinking, because again, obviously with Black Star and yeah. even Sue, you, you, you are thinking a bit like the original version of Sue, I suppose, when you're thinking, oh yeah, this is very purposely trying to avoid all tunes mm. and just try and be weird. Yeah. But the thing is, Bowie is all about tunes. Yes. Even when he's not, bizarrely, he naturally writes. Melodies yeah. and, and interesting melodies, yeah. and they they throughout this this record from from Black Black Star, which is the kind of ten minutes essentially yeah. track, which doesn't really feel like ten minutes. It no, starts starts all. starts off, and again, it's it's a very kind of dark, brooding atmosphere, atmospheric, and you get the first hints of um, 
Danny McCaslin, is it McCaslin? Mm-hmm. Uh, sax playing. Um, you know, he's he's the star of this record, really. Uh, his sax playing pervades the whole album in and out, um, and is bringing that kind of jazziness to it. Even though this album is much less jazzy than, say, the original version of Sue, um, which is very, 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 ve- very, very, yeah. very jazzy. Whereas on on the on the cut down version on yeah. the album, it's turned into a uh, rock piece that <laughs> actually a rock piece that would not have been out of place on Earthling. Cause it's very yeah. it's very drum and bassy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to Black Star, you've got that bit when it's suddenly into the middle where you get the whole kind of you know. <laughs> Black star, oh, this. which again is just lovely to just pop music in the yeah. middle, in it's the middle, in, in the middle of this kind yeah. of uh, kind oh, of dour, yeah, dour <laughs> kind of atmospheric yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Uh, it's a bit easier to hall again. The version of it on on this album, I, I prefer to the yes. version that was because uh, the drums were just excessively loud on the um, original version. I, yeah. I always thought, and this seems to be this and his vocal performance on this seems to be much warmer. Yeah. And more human. I said Lazarus is just a um, a lovely track, lyrically very interesting. As people have said, people don't read stuff into the whole of, of the, that, you, and the, you, the whole of everything. In fact, there's you a, good, a whole record. You yeah, stuff in, yeah. Uh, and obviously that that's partly from the the musical uh, that he was involved in um, writing. Looking back on some of his old stuff and. That was one of the new songs he wrote. Um, musical, obviously, based on kind of updating the man who fell to earth, yeah. uh, or at least following the character that was in that, Thomas Newton, and and f- addressing kind of themes of morality, uh, morality, mortality. Yeah. So it's kind of almost fitting that that kind of theme kind of fits into kind of this. Um, but then at the end of the album, I should say, even from, from Girl Loves Me, really, you've got... It is actually surprisingly poppy. Mm. Um, and, you know, Girl Loves Me is quite funny because, again, it's back to some of his classic influences. So you've got the Clockwork Orange thing going on with the lyrics that are in the kind of NADSAT kind of language that uh, Burgess wrote for that, that book. Mm. And the obviously the wonderful refrain of... Where the fuck did Monday go? <laughs> yes. uh, which I've been singing a lot <laughs> yeah. over the last few weeks, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that goes into Dollar Day. Dollar Day is talking about English evergreens I'm, I'm returning to, and all that kind of kind of stuff, and uh, school designs upon my shoes and that kind of stuff. Um, and as you say, the final track I can't give everything away is is a classic Bowie album ender. Yeah, uh, and then. Again, he kind of gives over the end of the track to um, Danny McClaskin's mm. uh, sax playing and then uh, Ben Monder's Mon- guitar work for the whole the outro, which is just marvellous stuff yeah. for yeah. someone that likes kind of that kind of guitar outro stuff, which mm. I do. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's you know forty minutes of damn fine stuff. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm, pr- I'm proving that you can, as an artist get to a stage in your career when you when you have been recording for 50 years and you don't just have to do an album of duets with people or re-record your back catalogue mm. for the sake of something to do because you haven't got anything 
creative to do anymore. Yeah. This is a man who was clearly still very, very creative and still thinking ahead to doing yet more stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so, so in that sense, it's it's sad that we won't get to hear that. But on the same t- token, if you're going to go out, I think this is not a bad record to go out on. Perfect. I mean, it's... I mean, you asked me to say, is it a number one record? No, but it is a great album. Mm. That makes sense. Um, you know, and, and, and it's become a number one record. And I think, you know, it's become a number one record. It deserves to be a number one record. Uh, although it's not an obvious candidate. But it is a damn fine record. It's a great record to go out on. And, um, and unlike you, I... Sort of following the career, and I know we'll get to this in a moment, following the career of David Bowie and, and his his, um, his uh, ability to surprise, um, and maybe this is just the grief talking, but I don't think we've heard the last from him. Well, clear, well clearly that, that much is true, because he was, he was obviously, yeah. as, as we know, he was, he was putting in place yeah. uh, plans to make sure that uh, some stuff was released. Yeah. Over the next couple of, couple of years, yeah. from from his yeah, and I don't mean from, in the, the, vault, usual, from, the, from the vaults exactly. But I don't mean the usual sort of um, you know tribute act Queen and Paul Rogers thing, or or um, you know um, rehash of greatest hits. I mean, actually, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Nothing he had surprises me anymore. No, and he had, and but he always surprises. According to, to Visconti, he had uh, demoed yeah. five five totally new tracks. Um, before he died, and, and, and as we also know, there were, there, there were allegedly still quite a few songs left over from the the next day. Yeah, yeah. Um, that weren't these yeah. ones. So again, um, whether he sorry he didn't want those <laughs> released, no. um, hence why he didn't, yes. um, is another matter. But yeah. yeah, when's that ever stopped people? No, when's that ever stopped anyone? But yeah, so. Um, I'm going to stick my neck out and say this is my album of the month. I'm <laughs> <laughs> be honest with you, this is probably in my top five of the year. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I, I know it's, it's 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 kind of like weird to kind of be saying that at this yeah. stage of the year, but yeah, yeah. I, I would similarly say I'd be very if surprised. This record, if you, I mean, if anyone out there hasn't heard it yet, you, you it is it is once you start playing it, you can't stop. It, it's one of those albums. Yeah, no, it is one of those yeah, albums. You know, but you need you need to give you need to get you past need to give that it first a go. listen. Give it one go. Because that first listen, you yeah. might be just thinking, well, mm, "No, yeah. where's Rebel Rebel?" Yeah, but then, then when you get past that, it's it's an album that rewards. Indeed. So, there you heard it. However, if you if you really wanted us to bore you st- still further, uh, you can you can download down, down, download our extra podcast extra. Mm. Uh, an extra ten minutes of me and Pete talking about David Bowie in the wider scheme of things if you don't we'll see you for next podcast indeed you've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast